Welcome to the Law Firm Growth Podcast, where we share the latest tips, tactics, and strategies for scaling your practice from the top experts in the world of growing law firms. Are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special holiday edition of the Law Firm Growth Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jan Roos, and I'm here to talk about a situation that happened with Thanksgiving for my family, but a situation that you may also have involved with your family, and that is taking a very chaotic situation, in this case, preparing for Thanksgiving dinner for 18 people in uh, this instance, and uh, how I was actually able to have a much better outcome than usual, uh, which was just leveraging some of the things that we've learned in the past year for scaling our own organization and also helping some of the law firms that we're working with scale with theirs. So a lot of this is going to boil down to some principles of leadership and personalities and operations, but um, specifically one thing in particular, the theory of constraints and how it was able to make a day that's usually very, very stressful, a lot less stressful, and um, kind of get to a principle that I think can be used for anything uh, when we have situations that are chaotic, where there's a lot of big personalities, which I'm sure is something, if not in your specific personal lives or work lives, certainly something that you will encounter as you try to grow an organization. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. So basic facts of the situation. My family is part of an extended family, and we're usually the ones who are responsible for preparing Thanksgiving dinner. In this case, we had 18 people that were coming over and we had four or five people that were responsible for purchase prep, everything in place for getting together this big meal. Of course, we had the turkey. We were actually running two turkeys this past year and besides all that jazz, all that kind of stuff too. So we had some, uh, and this has historically been something that's not extremely pleasant to be around. I kind of grew up with it. And again, I'm not with throwing any of my family members under the bus, but uh, basically we got some strong personalities. A lot of times we have some uh, drinking gets involved. That's something that'll happen. We have some people who are very stressed out. Uh, sometimes there's some anxiety. Sometimes there's some blowups. And typically it's it's kind of a tough day. It's, it's tough to get through unscathed. And this was something that I kind of realized was normal until I started bringing my partner to these. And um, she was like, this is kind of crazy on it. I don't know how we end up doing this every single year. So <laughs> she was able to create some anxiety that was going downstream to other people in the situation, which was something I obviously wanted to avoid. So basically we're boiling down to the night before Thanksgiving and it didn't seem like we were about to have a good day. So one of these things, and this is kind of a principle that, you know, it's something that we've, we've seen a lot in sales, but there's kind of the situation, I call this the lion tamer principle. So I've also observed this in myself, especially when we have situations where there's just kind of like these loops of worry, but this was happening at kind of a, you know, let's call it an organizational level within the people who are responsible for preparing the meal the following day, which is my family. So there are a couple of things and we had these concerns that were rotating. So concerns about what are we going to do for the oven space? What do we need to purchase? What are we going to do about the sides? What are we going to do about the turkey? How are we going to do the turkey? Who's doing the turkey? Who's doing what? How are we going to do it? Blah, 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 blah. So it's possible to go from topic to topic to topic without fully resolving each one and then be in a situation where there is infinite worry, infinite anxiety, and no resolution whatsoever. The reason I call this the lion taming principle is because it's based on an old anecdote I used to hear about uh, lion tamers. So the classic, you know, Indiana Jones lion tamer, I might have referenced this on a podcast before, so apologies if you guys have heard this one, but you got the whip and you got the table, or so you get the, the chair, right? And the reason why this happens and is because basically lions cannot focus on more than one thing at a time. So because you have three or four legs of that chair, the uh, three or four legs of the chair, 
the lion will focus on one leg, then the other, then the other. So it's unable to pounce until it's able to zero in on something. So similarly, the human mind is able to focus on different things, different things, different things. And I think this is just kind of a loop in human psychology that really isn't productive. So the way that we get around that and the way that I get around this personally and the way that I was able to get around for this situation was to just take, basically just take all the anxieties, put pen to paper and get everything written out. So the first thing, and this was probably the biggest issue. I'm actually pulling out my notebook right now because uh, I'm not even joking. This was the night before Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm just writing all this stuff down to project manage the following day of meal prep for my family with my family. And basically what we ended up doing was talking about the stuff that was the most anxiety first and working backwards, right? So we wrote down every single dish that had to be made, every single piece of cleanup that had to be, or well, basically we had some setup as well as, as well. So we were doing this at uh, my parents' house. And we had to prep this um, enormous table for 18 people in a dining room that normally sat about five or six. So there's some stuff associated with that. There were all the foods that we ended up writing down. And then we ended up working backwards towards the different heating sources. So the biggest source of concern was the oven. And um, going to the theory of constraints, this is something from a fantastic book that I would highly recommend to anyone who's growing a team or is interested in this stuff generally, um, The Goal by Eli Goldratt. And he talks about the theory of constraints in this case for manufacturing. So the situation that is required to have the most holdup is where you have to focus on these things. In this case, our constraint was the oven. So we had, uh, and now that I'm looking at it here too, it looks like we had about eight or I think like 10 or 11 dishes that we had to have, most important of which obviously being the turkey. <laughs> and then working backwards towards how we can make sure to have everything hot at the same time so that we wouldn't, you know, so there was, there was also, you know, multiple things too. We couldn't obviously, you know, cook the Brussels sprouts at 10 a.m. and expect to serve those. So we had to make sure to have everything planned in place so that the turkey was out, the turkey was rested, the turkey was carved, and the time, time that things were in a carved, we were reheating the other stuff so that everything would be hot and ready for the time that we were, we're targeting, right? So we actually targeted a 5 p.m eating time. And we actually built some slack into the system because if things were to get messed up and we're pushed back by half an hour or 60 minutes, then we were probably in fine shape to actually have dinner at six, which ended up happening by the way. So from there, we ended up working backwards. The other secondary heating elements we had were an air fryer, a roaster. I don't know what the word for this thing is. It's kind of like a tabletop electronic plug-in. Uh, we actually did the second turkey as a roulade, but basically we ended up having this stuff in. And so then basically we worked backwards. So if we were targeting a 5 p.m. eat, we had to make sure we have the turkey was out at 4 p.m. We were having everything reheated at 4 p.m. Prior to that, we had to put the turkey in for 12 p.m., which would basically you know give us a full four hours to roast this, depending on the weight that we had. And we basically figured out that we had the 11 a.m. time for uh, vegetables and everything prepped before that. So the interesting part about this is that normally the most hectic part was basically the, the morning, right? So because we were able to work backwards, we figured out everything that had to happen when people woke up. And in this case, we had different people waking up at different time. My mom actually is just like a notorious early riser. So we actually had a specific to-do list for her to do when she ended up getting up at 6.30 or whatever it was. So the thing is that when we had the situation where we were just going to enact this plan, basically we had this really weird, almost uncanny sense of calm leading up to this morning that was, that was going to have everything hectic. So we knew that the crazy hours were going to be around 4 p.m. when we took the turkey out and we put everything in, we carved the turkey and basically getting the every ready for 12 p.m. But the thing that was really interesting is that because we had had everything in place on paper with a plan, we were able to relax being able to know that there was nothing that wasn't accounted for. And this is another principle that I'll kind of tie this in as well. And this is something that you know we think about a lot when we're talking about having an external system whatsoever. One of my favorite books, Getting Things Done by David Allen, talks about the use of a system to be able to kind of close down the 
tabs in your brain, so to speak, if you're a manager, your mind likes some sort of a, of a browser, right? When you're able to close down the tabs, you're able to relax into a system, then that's the only time where you can really take your mind off. So because we had thought these things through so thoroughly, we were able to really unplug for the first time. I can actually honestly remember in since we started hosting Thanksgiving, which is pretty much my whole life. <laughs> that we actually had, you know, some measure of calm in the lead up to this. And it was kind of remarkable because basically this was something that was normally a super, super stressful experience. And um, one of the things that I kind of think about from the terms of, of what really calls this, I don't think anyone's a bad person, certainly not my family members, but you know, even with people that you can think about that are jerks in a workplace or in a firm or, or whatever you name it, right? The reason that people end up started yelling and feeling anxiety and, and you know, getting authoritarian or playing the victim or whatever it happens to be is because that's what they think needs to happen to get done. So if you can think about years past, we had a situation where these things were all nebulous, things were up in the air. The only way that you could ensure things were getting done was to yell louder, be more anxious, be more worried about these things to make sure that nothing's slipping through the cracks. But the contrast was really stark because you know that's kind of going from a more of a you know conflict of personalities model to get something out of then you know moving and really imposing some sort of a structure and making sure things are happening moving forward, right? And I can tell you that the method of using structure is a lot more pleasant for everyone involved. So um, anyways, to kind of like wrap things out, the plan was able to you know, actually weather a couple of, of unexpected things. Too. Again, the things that ended up not factoring into this were a couple of changes that were done on the fly. So notably, we ended up cooking some rolls in the oven as opposed to the roaster, which is the original plan. And that ended up delaying things. But again, because we'd already built some slack into the system, dinner went out at 6 p.m. instead of 5 p.m. But um, overall, probably one of the nicest Thanksgivings we've ever had. I actually was a little bit stressed due to the, <laughs> due to the overage related to the uh, the rolls issue. But I think I kind of bore the uh, brunt of that for everyone in the family. But I think everyone else had a really pleasant time. Food was delicious. And that was basically how we were able to leverage some principles to have a fun Thanksgiving. So I want you guys to keep in mind for that too. Obviously, this isn't a cooking podcast, but... The principles kind of hold for a lot of things, things too. The more structure that we can give to something, again, not making it too super unnecessary, but where we have anxiety, if we can give a name to it, if we can flesh it out, it's an opportunity to provide structure. As long as the structure is thorough, then we can have a situation where we cannot have a lot of anxiety and stress and people yelling and that kind of stuff too. And then overall, not only are things more pleasant, they're also more efficient and things end up getting done to a better level. So that's that, guys. I will leave you guys with that for some thoughts. And um, for everybody else, I will see you next week at Tuesday, 8 a.m. Eastern on the Law Firm Growth Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. For show notes, free resources, and more, head on over to casefuel.com slash podcast. Looking forward to catching up on the next episode.